It's time for the Full Out Cheer Podcast, brought to you by Dream Camps. Discussing all things cheerleading with some of the best industry influencers in the world. Welcome, welcome. This is Dan Cotton, and you are listening to the Full Out Cheer Podcast. I've been lucky enough to work with some of the best in the cheerleading industry over my years owning and operating Dream Camps. I realized I learned so much just sitting and listening to my staff talk that I wanted to share that experience with the rest of the cheerleading world. So I set out to sit down with my staff and do that. Just talk. So without further delay, let's get to it. Uh, So this is uh, Dan Cotton here at Dream Camps, and I'm sitting here with uh, Jordan Hearn, who is very begrudgingly talking (laughs) to me. Uh, she tends to get super nervous about, uh, pretty much everything in life. And then as usual is amazing at them. So, uh, she thinks she's going to be tragic. Uh, I'll let everyone listening to the judges. Um, thanks. so, uh, Jordan, thanks for, uh, sitting down and talking to me. Um, <clears throat> obviously we've gotten to know each other over the last year. Um, but would you mind just introducing yourself, what your name is, where you coach, what you do? In the chair industry? Yes. So my name is Jordan. I have been a part of cheer since I was probably three. Um, I started out as a gymnast and then I kind of started doing both gymnastics and cheerleading. Um, I cheered at a little gym called Sunrise Panthers, if anybody from Florida I have not might remember. <laughs> um, not very many people do, but yeah, so I Traded a few different local gyms in Florida, and then when I was 17, I went to Top Gun. Um, I actually cheered with my twin brother on the team. Um, from there, I then decided to start coaching. I started coaching tinies, then coached like a senior two team, um, and then I kind of got thrown into coaching Lady Jags to help with like the more girls side of it and um, just help them kind of bond and understand each other and love each other as Mm -hmm. you know yeah so um and then I started coaching at a gym that my mom and my sister originally kind of opened and began running okay um so right now I coach two teams there and I coach um Lady Jags and I coach um International Junior 3 at Top Gun so you're kind of busy yes a little bit and I just finished school so now I'm done with that but yeah, so I have more time, but not and really. And you just finished school and you majored in Broad, journalism? Yeah, Broad, broadcast journalism. Broadcast journalism. And surprise, I hate but doing you like this. To write. <laughs> I like writing, yeah. Okay. And you you write for Flowcheer or? I just freelance write. Okay. Um, so whatever I write, I can send in and they can use or okay. not use if they want. <laughs> Are you working on any stories right now? Any? Um, I did a couple Meet the Team articles. Okay. Um, and then I'm doing a. How to Survive Summer at Top Gun, because it is deathly hot in Florida. Yep. And in the box of the gym. So, yeah. And you guys have no AC at Top Gun, no. right? No. We just have like three gigantic vans that, that people that just pretend in front of. to help. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it just it. blows hot air on you. Yeah. I mean, it helps. It's breezy, but it's just like a hot breeze and it's awful. But I still love it. <laughs> but it, the heat is a little awful. But then it's great in like December because then it's cool. Yeah. So what is, uh, what, what are the keys or the secrets to surviving summer in Top Gun? What are some of the I really, I, I'm kind of stuck in the article because I haven't figured it out myself. All I know is uh, tank tops help 
stay hydrated. Drink lots of water. Yeah, stay hydrated. Bring a towel if you're an athlete for sure because it's just slippery. Are, um, you, are you doing coach's perspective and athlete's perspective? Yeah, I'm kind of like stuck because it's it's hard. It's a hard one. I'm not going to lie. I, I haven't figured out the secret just yet. So stay tuned. Look okay. for my article. Okay. <laughs> Drink lots of water. Right? That's all I got so far. Drink lots of water. Lots of water. Have some ibuprofen at home. Yeah. Uh, a lot of kids tan outside. They tan? Mid, mid-practice. They're just out there in the sports I feel like that shorts. would be one of the things not to do. Yeah, that's what like I say. Lay in the sun. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, well, if we're sweating, we might as well get tan. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that would be one of the like, don't do this ones. Um, awesome. So you've been coaching Lady Jags for how long? I started halfway through 2015. So they were like mid-competition season. Um, and I kind of jumped in then. So since 2015, I kind of just helped that year. And then the next year I like basically junior coached to just learn and yeah I just got really invested in the girls and the the, the kind of like bond and struggles and like ups and downs they have individually and as right. a team so I, I just got invested in that and wanted to keep growing and learning with it and then I guess by 2017 is when I really started to be more of a coach on the team and not just kind of like a mom figure like a big sister type right um but in 2015 you were young right yeah I was 19 19 yeah 19 so you started helping coach one of the most yeah well-known prestigious <laughs> all-girl at 19 teams <laughs> in the country at 19 yeah. yeah and then you switched over to being fully on the team like about a year a year later yeah so like 20 or 21 yeah I was yeah I was t- about 20 when I started to like really be more hands-on coaching um as like everything in my life, I was really intimidated going into it. I didn't know how it was going to work out. Um, but kind of like that next year, I was, the girls really helped make it more comfortable because they're all like, they're, they're really just genuinely great kids for the most part. So it was easy kind of diving in and right. you know. getting in there. Exactly. So do you realize how insane it is that at that age you yeah. were coaching? Oh, absolutely. Level? Yeah. That's I don't know crazy. how I did it. I don't Yeah kind of a blur <laughs> I was like just starting college so it was really difficult like yeah sophomore year trying to coach them which is a big investment and coach at another gym and do school all at the same you time. you were coaching at the other gym at the same time as you were I was I was more helping I didn't have a team okay. back right then that was just kind of starting okay. uh, with my mom and my sister really ran most of it at the time but I um yeah I didn't start really being like a head coach over there until I was like three years ago. So how old am I now? 24? So 21? So yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have like the worst memory. So it takes a minute to come back. That's why you're like asking me how old you are. I'm like, I don't know. I'm 24. 25? Yeah, 24. 24 no, 24. Like don't um, age me. Don't age me. <laughs> still uh, like 19 at <clears throat> heart, right? Really? Um, I am. Sometimes I get upset when I say my age out loud. It's fine. And now you're all graduated. Yes. You're, you're living the real life. You're Oh, it's hard. You're writing. 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 And Top Gun is not like next door to your mom's gym, correct? No. It's about an hour, give or take, so from each other. Two yeah. hours. Yeah. So I live in Fort Lauderdale and my mom's okay. gym, um, Five Star, is about a 10, 15 minute drive. So that's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as I coach there Monday, Wednesdays, and then I drive an hour to Top Gun Tuesday, Thursday, and then whenever weekend practices we have, which is like all the time with like Jacks. <laughs> um, yeah, so I drive an hour there and an hour back Tuesday, Thursday, and whenever weekends we have. And weekend practices, is that all weekend? Is that just one day? It's Friday. It's typically Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, That's a lot. Yeah, it depends on the weekend. Choreography season tends to be more intense just because we're trying to get, obviously, the routine done. Right. Um, we don't do it in a weekend. We do it over time because it's pretty much in-house um, with the exception of a couple people that come in and help with, like, choreography and pyramids and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, so it's... Summer, we don't really have very many. I think we've, we have like a work week, but that's about it. So it's not too much over okay. summer. Um, so something that some people don't know, and you're going to probably hate talking about it, but I think there's some I'm really scared. interesting um, perspective, I think, uh, is that you invented two basket tosses? Yes. I had, well... Or were a part of inventing? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not going to okay. take full, full credit. credit. Right. <laughs> I'm not that cool. But the first one... Um, the Sonatas brothers, Matt and Chris, were kind of like coming up with the idea um, at my first camp that I'd okay. ever done, which was Camp Geneva. And they were coming up with this like half turn ball idea concept as a dismount. Um, and then Matt was kind of like playing with that idea. Um, and then it, I don't even know how it turned into like half turn arabesque, one and a half out. And what is that called? Well, as per Victor's request, it's called the hernia. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Then there's the hernia two, which is kick like a kick double, then do an arabesque, then one and a half. And how many people have performed that basket? I've never seen anyone do the first one, um, but I've seen a few girls from like Stingrays attempt it, like fairly pretty. Okay. So probably better than I would because... I don't have these long legs. <laughs> and some of those girls just have these beautiful kicks. It makes me a little jealous. But I'm pr proud to have been a part of it. <laughs> so, what, I mean, and where I think it, it would be interesting is uh, <clears throat> you don't love doing basket tosses. I like them more now. Um, I was not good at them at first. Um, I feel like cheerleading, what it was, was not as advanced and as broken down it is now mm -hmm. so it was kind of like hey go up you know look for the corner kick and then double and yep. do it I and can, don't I can take anybody out basically with that yeah so it was kind of like that and it's funny because I kind of did a, like a star I guess you would call it and then would double and it wasn't I never thought it was ugly until I got to Top Gun and they were like hey uh so stop doing it like that. <laughs> and I was like, what? It's bad. So, um, yeah, it took me a pretty decent amount of time to basically completely relearn it. Um, I remember the hot shots camp. I had like a breakdown. I was just like, I can't do these. I can't figure them out. It's awful. Um, and Kristen just like talked me through it and calmed me down. And I was like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. Um, and then I literally just did drills for probably three months. Um, I wasn't even allowed to do a basket um, until I mastered every drill that they kind of threw at me. And then we have a camp, like I said earlier, Camp Geneva. Um, and that's when I finally started to throw them. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of figured it out. And then from there, it was just like 
I guess got better. <laughs> and then I just, I, the drills really helped me with like the body control, mm-hmm. which eventually helped me come up with the other two. Yeah. Um, Cause I was able to understand like, this was where the corner is. This is how I kick. This is how you fan. This is where you look like I understood my body a lot more forcibly doing the drills. Right. And I, um, well, actually before I digress too much, what you've kind of touched on it, but what was the development process like? Like, was it literally just try and try until you do it? Like the development of the the hernia and the, um, yeah, well I like the, like the ball half turn was really cool looking. And I think I did it on accident because I kind of got scared and like kicked my leg out. And somebody was like, hey, that's cool. And I was like, it is cool. It felt cool. (laughs) (laughs) So then we kind of just worked on it to where it eventually ended up an arabesque. Um, And I I know Chris and Matt had a lot to do with it. Like I said, my memory is kind of terrible. But I know they really helped the process of trying to figure out like a new idea and a new basket to help me with it. The second one that I came up with, Victor had said, hey, just because I was the opening basket on TJLC, they were like, do the same one as last year. I was like, that's boring. I don't want to do the same thing. So we came in with my basket group, and um, we literally just played in the gym for about an hour trying to come up with new things to do. And I tried, like, the ball kick kick, and I just couldn't get around. Um, I tried, like, ball kick double. Um, I remember that process because the gym was so hot. (laughs) It was just like a box. There was no, there was one um, garage door at like the front of the gym. Mm-hmm. And then it was like two floors. I'll never forget because we were all like dripping sweat, just praying not to slide Slip through me. and fall. Um, so that, that process was fun because my basket group was really fun. Right. And we literally spent an hour just like trying to come up with this cool new basket so that right. I didn't have to do the same thing. And then it just eventually turned into kick arabesque one and a half and everybody was like oh, that was sick so then we kept it <laughs> that's awesome mm-hmm. so baskets are scary for a lot of people a lot of people mm-hmm. don't like doing them Correct. um but you uh have a really <clears throat> awesome way of mm-hmm. breaking things down um but it tends to be the flyers that are dealing with the fear absolutely and, um we talked about it a few weeks ago but um you kind of brought up some of the fear aspect, not just of the skill, but of, of the result to the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just thought, I thought that was a really interesting perspective that I've never thought of before being someone who only chucked humans. I never thought yeah. of what it was like to be the <laughs> to person, be the person being, thrown. being and, chucked. Um, I mean like from a perspective of being <laughs> someone, especially going up and throwing mm-hmm. crazy baskets, mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that like psychologically? Well, I feel like because I was so terrified of them at first and because I kind of went through that similar breakdown of trying to fix it and not understand it. And like I had based probably five baskets in my life and it was my little sister. So it like made it even worse. Um, But I, I have like big trust issues with that kind of stuff. And I know most people do because you're being thrown however many feet in the air and kind of praying that people are underneath you are going to catch you and you're not going to slam your head on the floor. Um, so I know a lot of girls go through that, which is understandable. And I feel like the, the first part of teaching it is already understanding that they are terrified of it. Right. So um, I know we tend to say, hey, don't be scared, don't be scared, don't be scared, don't be scared. But 
they're going to be scared. So my first step always is to acknowledge like, hey, I hate baskets. You probably hate baskets. They're terrifying. I'm terrified. I know you're terrified. You know, we're going to get through this together. And then it kind of puts us on the same playing field and they're like, right. oh, okay. She's scared too. So we're in this together, you know? Um, and it opens up that fear is kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it, it really is a step-by-step process with every athlete. Some of them just go up and they're like, let's do this. Throw me and catch me. You know, but for the most of them, they are terrified. Um, so the more you break it down, I've seen, the less scary it is. At least for me, it was. Right. Um, so I've really gotten even in more depth with teaching it thanks to, you know, being able to do camps and learning from other people and seeing other people's perspectives on it. But, um, but yeah, I know most people are terrified of them. So it's just, I don't know, figuring out the way their brain works so that mm. I can get them to do it without freaking out in the middle of yeah. it. I just remember you saying, you know, it was like, they're also scared that they're going to hurt the people underneath them. Like they mm-hmm. know if they mess up mm-hmm. that they're then going to hurt someone. So yeah. now they have that fear of, it's not just themselves that, that they're yeah. worried about. And a lot of times like the bases are even scared. Like they'll say like, um, if she freaks out, what do I do? You know? Right. So I always tell the flyers, I actually did it yesterday with one of the girls. I was like, if you see the floor, just stay as tight as you possibly can and someone will catch you. The second you freak out and flail your arms, you all bets are off, yeah. you know? Like, I can't, I'm not going to save you because if this hand's coming at my face, I'm dodging the hand, you know? So I tell the kids all the time, I know that you're just as terrified to hurt them as to hurt yourself or vice versa because it, it is really scary to, I don't know who came up with this. Basketosis? In general, <laughs> but I, I got to meet this person. But, um... It's probably Victor, honestly. <laughs> well, I've already met, met him. Him. <laughs> him and I gotta have more words, no, but, but yeah. So I just literally always tell the kid, just the more freaked out you get, the just stay tighter. You know, squeeze, hold your leggings, hold your shorts, hold your arms together, because if you come down tight, somebody will catch you. Yeah. You know, um, if you don't come down tight, you're gonna smack somebody. You know, right. so it it kind of. Like I said earlier, if you put that out there, kind of all the, the ways that it could go bad. I know a lot of times people are like, no, don't do that because you're going to scare them. But if you say, well, you know, you could punch somebody, you could invert, or you can land back on your feet. Those are the only really three things. They're like, okay, these are the three things that can happen. Let me not do these. Right. You know, so squeeze tight. Don't drop your shoulder. You know, don't fly forward. Boom. Those are three steps. Don't do those three things and you'll land safely in a cradle. Yeah. You know? So... So you have had the opportunity to learn from some of the greatest in the industry. I uh, mean, yes, thankfully, I, uh, <laughs> very blessed. I'm eternally jealous that you get to <laughs> be mentored by people like Kristen and Victor. Um, and I, I, I feel like maybe I have a small perspective of what it's like because I glean <clears throat> some of that yeah. from you guys when I'm around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, maybe you can't put it into words. But what's that like to be a part of the? the Kristen and Victor creative process. It's pretty incredible. Um, I hadn't gone to Top Gun until I was about 17. Um, my entire family, I'm one of five, so we all cheered growing up. And we kind of all fell out of love with cheerleading, which a lot of kids do. Yeah. Um, just because it's 
hard on your bodies. It takes a lot out of you. It's a lot of uh, pressure, um, you know, depending on the level. Even if you're, you know, level one or two and you're struggling with that level, it's a lot of pressure to try to live up to that, you know. So um, my brother and I had went down to Top Gun and it was just a different experience. It was a different atmosphere. It was, like you said, it was just, I, I almost have like no words. It was yeah. being a part of something that was so great, but no one acts like it there. That's what's so amazing to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, everyone I've met, I yeah. obviously don't know everyone there, but. Yeah, it's it's not like that at all. It's everyone is just like doing what they love, mm-hmm. you know, um, and trying to make kids feel like they can do it too, you know? Right. And that's, I really felt like that was what the process was. It was like a lot of, I obviously have a lot of self-doubt and it was constantly just like, you can do it, you can do it, keep going, keep pushing, keep trying, you know? And it, it's like fulfilling. It's really, I don't know. I don't even like have words for it because it's, it's really unexplainable the way that they can just make you feel like you are incredible while you're there, you know? Does that make sense? I mean, it makes sense. It's a, <laughs> uh, I know what you're saying. I, uh, I like, not don't sure know how to us, say it. I'm not sure it gives us the the secret. I'm not sure that's something you can put in a bottle, you know? Yeah, I, I don't that. know. I mean, it's, it's really just, I feel like the secret to not Top Gun, but everything is so broken down that it seems easy. And I feel like that's what I've, figured out works with kids as well. Like the more you break it down, the easier you make it seem because going up quarter turn, kick double, lands in a cradle, don't invert, don't go forward, point your toes, squeeze your feet. Like there's so much to it. Right. And if you make a kid feel overwhelmed, they'll feel like they can never do it. And that's how I felt going into it. And they broke it down so much from the push to the quarter turn, to the kick, you know, to the fan, the, the single, the double, you know, it was just piece by piece until it kind of just all flowed and didn't seem like it was so hard anymore. Yeah. And it was this, it's the same thing with tumbling, you know, from the lunge to the handstand to the round off to the block to the snap down. All that stuff is so broken down that by the time you do it, it's like, oh, look, I did it. Yeah. Like I'm done. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's so, it's so much to process so fast. Like, yeah, absolutely. If you're really trying to just put all those theories together in the four counts you have to be in the air. It's, it's a lot. Like you... You can't process that. Yeah. So. And I feel like going to your original question, like that's the creation of it is it's, it seems like this big, huge process, but it's really just broken down so much that it seems easy, even though it's really not. (laughs) Absolutely. Hold on. I'm going to, everyone on the podcast gets to listen to me uh, respond (laughs) on the radio because we're at camp and we're running a camp right now. Yeah, we're going to be uh, meeting at uh, 9.45. Uh, Got to organize people, right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And <clears throat> I'm just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I mean, I could see how. Envious. It's a, it's a cool yeah. opportunity. I'm, I feel very fortunate to have met Sean and you and... Uh, Taylor and all these people that mm-hmm. come from that program um, because it's really impressive. Uh, the coaches from Top Gun specific. I mean, and I've worked with a lot of great coaches from other programs too, but mm-hmm. uh, 
the culture you guys have is just mm-hmm. really impressive. It really is a family. I think a lot of, we say that a lot, but it, it really is, a, you know, a genuine family as far as, you know, from the kids really through to staff, like yeah. my, my best friend, you know, I met there and I've been friends with her since I started there. Um, everybody I was on a team with, I'm still friends with, you know, it's, you, you go there and it's not just like a gym, you know, right. you really are part of a family. I feel like cheerleading really is that. I mean, I'm, I'm breaking it down to Top Gun, but anywhere I go, I feel like it's home. You know, I, I've worked with you, what, only two years, and I feel yeah. like I'm part of this family now. Definitely. You know, and, like, the camp staff, and I feel like that's what's so great about cheerleading, not to, like, veer off, but it's such a a loving sport. It's so, like, not overwhelming, but it really is, like, overwhelmingly loving, you know? Yeah. I feel like so many places just welcome me in and like I get to be part of so many different families and so many different homes and it's such an incredible experience you know and how I get to kind of create that within my own gym now you know with my family right and what my sister and my mom have kind of created in their aspect and I get to kind of throw in my what I've learned and what I've you know done and because I've gotten to go so many places and I am fortunate and blessed enough to learn from so many other people that I get to now take that and create my own thing with it, with my, you know, my family. I think it's, it's a really cool thing too. (laughs) It kind of just hit me that that's really cool. (laughs) It's very cool. I never thought about that until literally just now. It's very cool. And I I agree. I think that a lot of, there's a lot of family and love Mm -hmm. in cheer. Um, but in my opinion, if it's not something that you work at and you don't, mm-hmm. you don't continually, if you don't keep that as a focus, yeah, it can disappear really quickly because there's so many other distractions to focus Absolutely. on of winning this and mm-hmm. winning that and getting this skill and moving up to this level. And not that those <clears throat> things should not be important, but if you're not continually refocusing on that mm-hmm. family side, it'll get it'll Which get is lost. why I love, I feel like I love doing camp so much. Yes. Because I can kind of create that, like not, I'm not me creating it, but I get to help a team kind of find that, that love, that trust, and that really with these skills that scare them. Right. You know, and make them feel confident and make their, remind them that like, hey, your friend is terrified to do this. Let's, you know, let's make her feel like she can do it too. You know, and that brings the team together and that brings them together as well because a lot of them don't talk a lot of kids don't talk about what scares them mm-hmm. you know and they're all kind of like oh I can do this basket but they're really just so scared on the inside they're shaking you know so when you say hey she's scared some of them are like oh my god I'm scared too and then she's scared and she's scared and she's scared and now they're all working together they're using their fear as something to bring them together right you know and I feel like that's something that I do with teams that I feel like people think may be weird because Fear is so pushed aside mm-hmm. and it's like, and looked at as like a bad thing. Yeah. But it's natural. Exactly. And I tell kids all the time, I'm terrified of the dark. I really am. I hate it. I bump into things. I can't see. I close my eyes. I'd rather close my eyes and like feel around, but I don't like it. You know, that makes no sense, right? I know it, it doesn't. I, I, a lot of stuff I do doesn't make sense. But <laughs> anyways, I joke with the kids all the time that I'm terrified of the dark and they're like, me too. And I'm like, and you're scared of the back ring, but it still gets dark. We still have to go through the night. We still bump into stuff. 
you still have to throw that back handspring. <laughs> you know, right. you still have to throw this basket. You still have to throw that dismount. You still have to do the full around switch up that you can't see, you know, until it hits their hands and you have to pray that it, it made it there, you know? Right. I mean, obviously it's a bad example because you can catch it early, but <laughs> moving on. That's technique stuff. That's technique, right. That's, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I feel like that's my weird, cool thing that I use to bring kids kind of together and it kind of puts them all on that same vulnerable playing field. Yeah. And they can see that, oh man, my friend's scared too, you know? Yep. And then it forces them to open up and push each other and push themselves and, right. hey, she's scared. She's doing it. You know, I'm scared. Let me do it too, you know? Realize Let's, how much stronger they are when they're supporting each other. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, And I learned that through a lot of different coaches because um, I'm really not very peppy. So, really? and, oh, gosh, it's terrible. <laughs> and I, I kind of had to force myself to be like that. Yeah. So by forcing myself to kind of be up and, you know, upbeat and yelling and cheering for the kids and, you know, joking around in that sense. Um, I feel like I can kind of pull it out of them the same way I kind of have to pull it out of myself. Right. You know, so I hope that makes sense. So now you coach uh, with at Top Gun, you coach with another coach, correct? Yes. And yeah, two other. Two other coaches. coaches. Yeah. And both of those are males? Yes. Um, so I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but <laughs> what is it like? Being and maybe it doesn't matter to you at all. But what's mm-hmm. it like being a female coach mm-hmm. in an elite world's division where there are some really great female <clears> coaches, <throat> but it tends to be dominated by a lot of strong male coaches? Like, do you ever notice that or think about? Um, or- well, I feel like in the medium division specifically, which is really there are some good female, definitely. Yeah, which I've. Yeah obviously only been more focused on the in recent years um obviously the large code division is is another my one of my focuses because I was on that team but uh in more in the medium senior division I feel like there are a lot of mixes between like there's one male and one female yeah coaches um I do agree you'd see a lot more male coaches in really any gym and most of those world's divisions than you do female coaches but I, I kind of own it um, oh, more recently, completely. more recently than in the past. When I first started, I was really like, oh my God, I look like one of the athletes. Everyone's like, are you a flyer on Lady Jags? I'm like, no, no, I'm their coach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not their flyer. Um, but yeah, I, more recently, I, like I said, I've owned it because I feel like as a female, I can relate to the female girls. I know, yeah. you know, when they get yelled at and they start crying, I'm like, what's wrong? You know, what's going on? And I can relate to them more. Um, then I feel like a male can relate to a female, which is not everybody. There's a lot of males, obviously great male coaches. Like obviously the one I coach with Greg, he does great with, um, the girls as well. But I feel like being a female, I just already understand them because girls are complicated. (laughs) That's not, that's not a, a secret. No. Um, so I feel like because I am one, I can relate to them better. Um, and a lot of girls are very, obviously we all know, self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not confident in themselves. They do have a lot of, like anybody, you know, home life issues or personal issues or boyfriend issues or um, just personal stuff that they don't 
maybe feel comfortable opening up to people about. Right. Um, and I really make it my mission with any team that I coach to make them feel like they have someone that they can come to. Because let's face it, if they come in the gym frumpy, their whole practice is exactly. a mess. You know, they, they can't land that standing full, not because they're not strong enough, but because they just got into a fight with their boyfriend or their mom. And that's you know, then that's all they're thinking about, you know? So take them outside, let them get it off their chest for a few minutes. Sometimes I'm like, Greg, give me a few minutes. I'm going to go outside. We're going to go to the bathroom and take a break. You know, that five minutes may feel agonizing because you're missing them in that practice, but they're going to come back a different kid. Right. You know, they got all that off their chest. Now they have a great hour of practice instead of a horrible two, three hour practice. So I love the fact that I get to be a female on a world's team or any team that I coach really. Um, because I feel like, like I said, there's a different kind of relationship there. Yeah. You know? Do you find, I, I know this has been a challenge, some of the female coaches that I've had in my program, mm-hmm. um, they always found that the, the kids either love them and connect with them or they think they're a B. When they're like, when, um, and they get frustrated because they'll say something, they'll be like, hey, you're not, you need to do da, da, da. And the kids walk away. Like, oh, why are they being so mean to me? And then I say the same thing. And they're like, yeah, coach. Like, for some, for some reason, it was that, like, delivery from a female that they struggle with. Well, girls um, tend to, not tend to be, but they can be catty. Um, I obviously. Not really catty. Uh, not now that I'm older, but, I mean, when I was in high school, probably, yeah. I'm sure girls would say that I was. Um, so I can see how that plays a big effect because I, I, going back to athlete's standpoint, yeah, I was probably like that. Like if a female came out to me, I'd be like, you know, correcting my double. I'd be like, uh, whatever, like moving <laughs> on. You know, but if Victor or my gymnastics coach was a, a male, he, if he said, hey, do this, I'd be like, okay, yes, sir. I'm going to do it. You know, um, so I could see that. I am super sarcastic and I just like to joke around with the kids. Right. Um, so I haven't come across that issue. And if I do, then I just kind of pull them inside and say, Hey, what's going on? You know, why did you roll your eyes? Or why do you feel like that? Or what's going on? And then it, they catch it and they kind of almost feel, honestly, they kind of feel stupid. Yeah. Um, cause then they're like, Oh my God, you totally caught me really mad. Oh my God, whatever. And then they kind of like backpedal, you know, yeah. and they're like, Oh no, 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 I wasn't like that. And then it forces them to see that they were being like that. Um, and they have to stop being like that. So I don't. I don't like to call out girls because it's almost like an instinct or reaction to be catty towards other girls. Uh-huh. Um, it comes from a lot of, I've seen a lot of self-doubt, self-consciousness, like confidence issues. Um, I can obviously look at a female and be like, oh man, I wish I had her hair, you know, or I wish I had her eyelashes or, you know, her eyebrows are so perfect, you know? Um, so I feel like that comparison has a big effect on a lot of coaches because if a girl looks and says, oh my God, she's so pretty. Oh, I don't want to listen to her. And turns around and walks away. I don't know if that's the case, <laughs> but it totally could be. Um, but yeah, so if I ever have an issue like that, I just kind of try to nip it right there yeah. um, so that it's not an ongoing problem. Um, but I'm a big, like, pull kids aside and talk mm-hmm. to them on their level. Yeah, unless I need to yell, then I will. I'm sure a lot of my LJ girls will tell you that I'm not afraid to (laughs) call them out real quick. (laughs) 
But it depends. I I think it's impressive. I mean, I've seen you coach a a bit, and I've always been impressed with how well you connect with the kids. Thank you. Um, (laughs) And I'd never really... I never really put two and two together to realize how I've seen you pull kids aside and be like, come here for a second. Yeah. And like, you go have a heart to heart, then come back. Yeah. And so I'm not surprised now that you talked through that, that you maybe don't have that same struggle because mm-hmm. I think you work a lot on the front end. Mm-hmm. And I think that pays dividends probably for you when yeah. you are having to call them out because they know, like yeah. once they know that you truly care about them. Absolutely. Then, then it's a different story. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent. I know. I was never the athlete. A lot, a lot of my, the way I teach is the way I was when I was younger. The way I was coached, I had a lot of different coaches come through my life, whether it was gymnastics or going on camps with, you know, other coaches and being demo. Um, I was a demo with my gymnastics coach. Um, and my mom coached me in, when I was in high school, cheerleading. I had a lot of strong male coaches. I had a lot of strong female coaches. I had a lot of yellers. Um, I had a lot of degraders, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I had a lot of phenomenal coaches. So I've, I've kind of seen it all. Um, I saw the way that my sisters were coached and the way they responded. Obviously, now I can analyze it. I didn't when I was younger. <laughs> a lot more self-absorbed when I was younger than I am now. Um, I, which, I think we all are, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but, yeah, so I feel like my personal experiences – and the way that I was talked to and the way that I handled it and the way coaches maybe came at me um, helped me evolve and see that, you know, I didn't like being yelled at. I didn't like being called out. I don't like being embarrassed. You know, I tend to be shy in the beginning. I open up a lot more. I'm a lot more comfortable right now <laughs> <laughs> than I was in the beginning of this talk. Um, but, yeah, so I did not like to be called out mm-hmm. or embarrassed. I kind of just like to do my stuff and move on. Um I didn't like when coaches yelled in my face. I didn't like the degrading. It just didn't work well with me. Some kids, you could say, you know, you could be in their face screaming at them, and they're like, man, I'm going to fix this. Like, it works. Right. It Some lights a fire. Some kids, you could say, hey, that, you know, you're never going to be able to do that, and they turn around and do it. I was like that with certain people. Um, if, if a coach said, you can't land that, I'd be like, man, yeah, bet I can. <laughs> bet. bet. Like, if a kid was like, I can do that better, like, no, I'm going to do that better. No, you know. Uh, but if some coaches were like, you'll never be able to do that. Like, you throw your head back too much. Like, oh, you're right. I can't. <laughs> and then I just stopped trying. Um, so you you could see in a kid, like, if you yell at them and they – I always look at a kid's reaction. A lot of mm-hmm. coaches yell and turn around. I love to see their reaction because if they turn around – if they start bawling immediately, you didn't get through to them. Right. <laughs> Nothing happened. Right. You know? Um, if they kind of, like, do the nod – the focus now, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I got to fix that, you know, or they get really mad and then they do it. They're like, okay, that worked. So it's really a uh, reaction based. You know, I don't like to say something and turn around. You catch a lot of kids rolling their eyes too. <laughs> you catch a lot of, of back talk like that. Um, and my mom raised me to be respectful. Right. You know, first and foremost, my whole family, we're all, you know, that's the top priority. So that's my top priority when I coach. That's, you know, basically my mom's philosophy when running in the gym. Um, so that's, like, my top thing. So I love watching a kid's reaction to, like, when a coach yells and they roll their eyes because I'm like, let's not do that. Mm-hmm. Rude. <laughs> Nasty. If they do it more than once, then obviously you got to be harder. But, yeah, I tend to be a pushover too, so. 
Really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I do. I just love kids. Oh, I, I can see that. They have, I, a, they have yeah. a weight in my heart, so. Yes, I can see that. Yeah. So they get away with a lot of stuff. Like, I'll call them out on it, but I'm not, like, mean about it. Yeah. And then you're like, but I love you anyway, so it's... Yeah. Until I have to be mean. And I'm like, why you gotta make me mad? Come on. Yeah. So, uh, what's your favorite level to coach? Because you coach a number of levels, Yeah, right? I do. I, I do. I've coached... Actually, I've officially coached every level. I've coached tiny one, youth one. I coached senior two when I was first starting. I've coached youth three last year. Now I coach junior international three. Now I coached senior four last year and this year. And officially level five and six. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, level three is weird. Really tricky. It's like a, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird level. So I like it because it challenges me because I'm not the best at it. Okay. Um, but I don't like it because it's hard for me. <laughs> um, level four is super, I feel like super technical. Mm -hmm. It's, I love it because it's all about technique. You know, the layouts. Yep. It's, it can be really creative. I love level four. Yeah. It could be it's really, like last year I kind of found my love for it. It was my first year coaching it and I was like, huh? I mean, sorry to the kids who were on that team because it was really trial and error. <laughs> there was that, uh. Uh, my family's gym and we just we really traveled the whole year we were like this is first time like yeah first first level for the gym you know first level four for the gym and first level four that I ever coached I think my sister ever coached too um so we were just winging it <laughs> they ended up being pretty awesome for you know generally first year. when you wing things they they seem to they come a lot well. better <laughs> yeah from what I've seen I've yeah. seen you tell me you're going to wing something or don't know what you're doing four or five times and then you go out and murder it. And I'm yeah. like, who are you? Yeah. Winging it's kind of awesome. Kind of winged it all day today. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't love, I don't hate level one, but I don't consider myself super creative. I feel like, honestly, personal opinion, being a really, really good level one coach is like probably the hardest thing to do. It really is. Do. Like, to be really good. Because it's so creative of a level. Like yeah, you gotta do so it's many so technical. Things. So technical. There's so many incredible level one teams that I could just watch that division and be like more excited than watching world teams. So that's a crazy yeah, division, it's honestly. It's a crazy division. Super cutthroat. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's really an impressive division, um, which scares me. Like my youth one team, I'm like, all right, guys. <laughs> Here we go. I have no idea what anyone else is going to be doing, so let's just... Let's wing it. <laughs> um, but thankfully, this year I have a coach that is really invested in the team. So she's kind of taking the more creative route. So, again, it's a level that kind of challenges me, which I love. Um, but it's so creative that it... It's hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. I'm, not, I'm not good at level one. I mean, I, yeah. I can do it and I can, I, I can do it at camps especially. Mm -hmm. But that, coaching it for a year, I'm like, yeah. so hard. But I definitely think that... It's cool, but it's... Yeah, I definitely think that now, which is now level five, now level six, um, might be my favorite. I've kind of come to terms with it. Coaching six? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to take a backseat this year, and I was like, I don't think I could do it. I, just, I really love it. Like, it's... I get it. Yeah, it's it's just a different animal, you know. A different. It is different breed of athletes, different kids. 
you know, their mindset's totally different. Um, every other level, it's level four is starts to get there, starts to get there. Yeah. Which I love because they're more invested. Um, everything below is still kind of fun and new. Um, but it reminds me honestly of when I was in gymnastics and I think that's why I love it because gymnastics is so competitive. Right. Um, you know, I was in the gym seven days a week training all day, every day. Um, you know, hopefully when I was younger, I was like, I'm gonna be an Olympic athlete. Um, Apparently I'm not. So <laughs> we see how good at we see her that, how that turned out. But oh yeah, only a few world <laughs> rings here. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, you've done some some, some good pretty, stuff. Yeah, you're right. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So it just reminds me of that caliber, and I think that's why I love it because the athletes have that same drive, mm-hmm. um, and that same want to be great because worlds really is as of right now the Olympics for. Right. I'll start cheerleading. Right. You know? So when you get there, it's kind of like, all right, this is the best of the best. This is, you know, everybody were fighting for it, you know? And I and I love that about level six yeah. now. It's so weird. I call it level five all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, I understand why they did it. I actually think it's smart. Oh, absolutely. I just can't, I just can't get used to Abs- it. I know. It's like I've been level five since I was seven. Now all of a sudden I'm like level six. <laughs> Well, I, I was level five, but really should have been level six. Um, yeah, right. Um, so I've asked everyone this question. Okay. It's the most loaded question. Okay. If there was one thing that you could snap your fingers and change about the industry or the sport, what would it be and why? Okay, I feel like I have two, but one you can was, pick two. One is because... I've literally asked every tumbling coach and everyone so far, which is like five people. So that's like negative 1% of the cheerleading industry. Correct. But, but it's still but five people. Smart. Exactly. They're very smart five people. I'm exactly. Sure. So this, the standing tumbling, I don't love that standing tumbling is like behind running tumbling. So you can do standing or, or standing one back handspring in level two. And you can do standing series in level three, but you can do running series in level two, and you can throw tucks in level three. So to me, it makes it like athletes already have it in their head that standing is harder, which it is mm-hmm. typically because you're mm-hmm. generating power, you know, either standing or with one or two steps. Whereas running, you know, it's forward, round off, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, but it's I feel like that pushes this standing is so much harder, and I feel like it makes a lot of athletes not want to push those standing skills, mm-hmm. um, which could be totally wrong. Again, I've only asked five people, so I have not a lot of perspectives on it. But, yeah, I feel like whatever you do running, you should be able to do standing. You, or you should push yourself to be able to do that um, because it makes your running that much stronger, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean. That's just a topic that's been on my mind since they made level four two to tucks, which right. I totally see the progression. Yep. I totally understand it. I think it was great. And Mary's better with what three was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not going that from jump from series handsprings to whip, whip through, through the layout, layout. Was crazy. Was and crazy. I totally agree. I feel like it it could have been shifted the other way. Yeah. You know, I feel like that would be great. A lot of like people I feel like don't think about that, which is what I've been talking to everybody about. And seeing other perspectives, if that's a yeah. terrible idea or if it kind of makes sense. Most people are like, that makes sense. 
So it, it kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense. I also see the other side because standing tumbling being a little, being harder. It is harder. It is, it's more, more common to see kids being able to mm-hmm. execute yeah. their skills. But most yeah. of our level two kids in our program can do a Can do standing battle. series. Absolutely. Right? Which I feel and like is so obnoxious when we get to tryouts. Really, right, is where they, I started realizing like, it. Because they're like, I should be level three. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, no, honey, no, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, so that was my, that's just been on my mind for a while. So yeah. I love hearing other people's thoughts. So not necessarily snap my fingers and have that change. Um, but I like getting to bring it up. Yeah. So whenever this goes out. I want to hear more opinions on it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think my other thing is, this is something that I've really been thinking about for a while, is more of like empowering the, because this is a female-dominated sport. Yep. And I feel like we have access to so many females and we don't pursue the confidence and the self-worth within these athletes. Mm-hmm. And we literally have direct you know, direct contact. Like. Exactly. To make these kids feel like they are great. You know, there's no reason why these kids are so timid to take off their tank tops and be in sports bras and shorts because they feel like they're, they're fat, you know, or there's so, there's so many mental blocks because these kids don't feel like they're good enough or strong enough to throw these skills. Um, I feel like within every camp that I teach, there's so many kids who are so, you know, my first question is like, do you even feel like you can do this? You know, why are you so scared of it? I feel like I'm going to fall. Why do you feel like you're going to fall? You know, I don't feel like I'm good enough or strong enough or, you know, and then it's literally just like a 30 minute conversation of trying to make them feel that confidence that they should already have, you know, from the bottom up. Right. Um, and I am not the most confident either, you know? So, um, and I feel like going through a lot of my training, it was, that bring out the confidence, right. you know, and a lot of times breaking it down skill by skill brings out that confidence, but literally just, Hey, that looks great. You know, or, you know, reminding the kids that they are doing a great job, mm-hmm. you know, or however a person may feel. I know it's easier for me, you know, as a female to talk to the girls in a way that they understand. Whereas mm-hmm. like a male who seems like a big brother or dad figure almost, um, may have a harder time connecting. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I wish that was one thing that was focused more on in the industry because there's so many females out there that you could tell, like they walk around slumped or they're holding their stomachs or, um, they're just not confident in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like we could really push them to something as simple as feel beautiful you know, right. in the cheer world. So it transfers into their, you know, personal life and, mm-hmm. and how they grow up, you know? Cause I know there's just so many girls. It just breaks my heart. And there's so many girls that are so self-conscious and like yeah. they doubt themselves so much. And I just wish that that was something mm-hmm. that we could really cut and bring out, you know? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't I mean, know how yet. I don't know how I we could do it. I don't know how but... either. I mean, they have so much... I, I talked to, I think it was Dream about this the other night when we had our campfire. I was talking about you know, because they were all trying to t- talk about how they don't they they don't know what they want to do yet. Mm-hmm. They, they feel like they're they don't 
they haven't found their purpose. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you're 16. You don't need to like, relax. <laughs> like enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. But they're all like, they're all comparing themselves to people's Instagram life, which is, yeah, which fake. is, which is we're, people showing you what, what they want to show what you. What they want to show you. That's right? about we're, it. <laughs> you're telling a story yeah. and you know, you're showing one moment from your day that looks amazing. Yeah. I think there was something that went out totally off topic, but that went out about people, um, and a lot of like issues that they have. And it was like a big thing for a while on social media. And I loved it because it brought to light so much like personal issues that people have, or like even like mental illnesses or stuff like that, that don't get brought up. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was like such a great era that lasted like five minutes, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, if there was a way to get these athletes and these girls, even there's a lot of males too that have uh, totally so much. Totally. I don't deal with a lot of, I coach an all girl team. I coach predominantly all girl teams. Um, so I don't get to connect with males except a few at, when I go to camps. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I can't really speak on that, but I know that a lot of girls have that struggle and I wish there was a way that we could help them overcome those fears and really bring it out. Yeah. Bring out that confidence inside of them. You know, I've literally told a kid who was struggling with a back walkover, like, Hey, you look beautiful today. And like their whole life changes. They're like, wait, what? Are you serious? You know, like you're strong enough. You can do that. And boom, they throw it. I, there was nothing technical about anything that I said, <laughs> you know, like they just could not get over. And I was just like, girl, you're strong enough. Come on. You can do this. Trust yourself. Boom. Back walk over. Like, yeah. Huh. That worked. <laughs> like sometimes like, wow, I didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> and it works, you know? So yeah. I'm not saying that I got it all figured out. Oh no. I, I definitely I, don't. I, I know that everyone heard you just say that. And so now we're holding you. Like, <laughs> Jordan has it all Accountable. figured out. I got it all figured out. I'm the best. No, no, yeah. no, please. Oh, far from it. But, but yeah, I know that that's something that I've slowly started to figure out with girls. And that's why it started to click with me that so much of their, them like stopping, like their, their stop in progression is really just self-confidence, you know, yeah. and then the doubt that they have. And it comes from a lot of outside factors, obviously social media, school, boys, Everything. home life. It doesn't matter what it, what it stems from, but some of these girls just have, I know I keep saying it, but it just hurts me. Uh, <laughs> I find it, uh, and I'm just kind of realizing this and, and putting the verbiage together, but uh, it's so interesting watching you coach and coaching alongside you, which mm-hmm. I got the first opportunity to do a couple weeks ago when we were in Georgia. And I, it's impressive to me because you coach from my, my perspective, you coach the person and not the skill, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you're not focused on the skill. You're focused mm-hmm. on building up that human athlete. Yeah. And then the skills follow. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, agree. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a unique approach because you still break things down and mm-hmm. you still give all the technique mm-hmm. aspect of it, but it, it is really impressive to see how you kind of it's, it's a different approach. And mm-hmm. I, I've seen you use different tactics with different athletes. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, you can't just... use the same one because <laughs> it doesn't always work the same, but thank you for the compliment there. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... But yeah. Um, it, it's difficult at times. Um, cause it's easy to say, you know, that kid's a brat, that kid just doesn't want to listen. That kid just can't do this. Right. Um, and I do it with my own kids. I'm obviously guilty of it mm-hmm. when I'm back home. Um, you know, we want results fast and, 
I get frustrated with my kids and I'm like, oh, she just can't do it. Just, oh God, she's driving me crazy. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, and then I have to take a step back and take a deep breath and say, okay, well, why can't she do this? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm a big overanalyzer and a lot of times I have to see what I'm doing wrong. Why, why can't this kid do this? Let's figure it out, you know? Are they really just not strong enough? You know, is there doubt in their mind? You know, am I not coaching them correctly? Am I not giving them the right techniques? And a lot of times I'll just be like, hey, Sean, come here, you know, or hey, Victor, can somebody else help me, you know? And I can see how they would approach it. Mm-hmm. And then I see, okay, that worked. Let me, let me, let me try to approach it like that next time right. with that kid, you know? So I, I think mean, one of a, the... It's a learning process. I don't know. One of the interesting things uh, that I think people have a misconception of is... Well, obviously you guys level your teams very well at Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of, especially small gyms that just see programs like Top Gun out there, they just automatically assume, well, you just level all your teams with all the kids, with all the skills, and, and you just clean them. That's all you do. And I, while I think you guys level really well, I, from what I've talked to you about, you guys also invest in training your kids. I mm-hmm. know that hey, this kid doesn't have every single skill yet, but we're going to teach them. Yeah. Um, well, we we put the kid's safety first, and it's right. that's where the leveling in comes to play. Um, if that kid's just genuinely not ready, 100%. you could tell, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, I coached the International Junior 3, like I mentioned, and we got about 50-50. <laughs> we got kids that are terrified to throw standing three. They probably, They definitely can, but they're terrified to do it. So that alone is taking weeks to just get them to do it. We have kids who are comfortable throwing, you know, tucks on the rod, but not necessarily comfortable throwing it on the floor just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's training that. Um, we don't put kids who don't have the skill because it's not safe. Right, 100%. Um, I wasn't trying to insist. Yeah, no, no, no. And I think that's where it helps um, because, you know, if we put that kid on and saying, okay, you know, and a lot of, and I, I can totally see both perspectives because, mm-hmm. um, you know, my family's gym is a D2 gym. So we're struggling to put kids on teams and, and play some. And it's, you know, that standing t- looks like it could land. So we're going to put it in there and we're going to bust our butt training it and conditioning for you to land that standing tuck. Right. Um, and then obviously, I'm, you know, blessed with the ability to place kids where they are solid, yeah. you know, in that level. But it's really... It seems like it would be all fun and games until, you know, it's, oh my God, we love that kid. They Mm -hmm. really should be on that level three team. We know that they're just, they're a little weaker, but we're going to put them there and we're going to push them to their abilities. You know, we're going to try to see if they can flourish. (laughs) Um, So it does, I know, seem like that, but we just, you know, we have all these level three kids that we put or everyone on that level two team is level two at the beginning. It's so not like that <laughs> at all at, at either gym. Um, it takes a lot of training. And I know that that's where it, it becomes tricky coaching because it's like, okay, how can I get them to do what I want them to do as fast as I need right. them to do it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's not stack the teams right as much as possible because it's not fair to the kids either. You know, if these mm-hmm. kids are throwing beautiful layouts and standing tucks and two to tucks. Why put them on level three team? It's not fair to them. You know, it takes away that fire. It does. Like, it really does. What am I working for? Absolutely. And, and I see that. So, um, again, it goes back to if they're throwing a layout, but it's really arched, you know, if they're 
touching a two to tuck. They just don't look like they look like they would struggle more than they would thrive on that team. Right. Then let's put them on that level three where they can really showcase their talents, feel good about themselves. Let's put them there. Um, and a lot of kids don't understand it at first, but once you let them know, hey, you're gonna be a superstar on that team. You know, mm-hmm. why go there and struggle? I had a whole conversation with a girl actually at tryouts because she's like, I want to be on level four so bad. And I was like, but to do what? Like, what? let me know what you're going to do on that team. And she was like, um, how am I saying tuck? <laughs> and I was like, then what else? What are you going to do when everyone's throwing two to tuck, one to tuck, toe hand tuck, when that running tumbling sequence comes to play? You know, what are you going right. to get to do? You're going to be stuck. You're going to be a nugget. You're going to be a level four nugget. And I rem- it was so funny because I remember she ran to her paper and she's like, I want to be on level three. And then like a week ago, she was like, thank you so much. I'm having so much fun on my team. Like, I am pushing my teammates now to be better. And I'm doing all these skills. I feel like a superstar. Yeah. And I'm like, exactly. See, like being good is fun. Now you got it. Yeah. yeah. So it's finding a balance between knowing what kid you can kind of push, what kid looks strong enough and what kid is better off thriving in the, that level three while they work on you right. know, level four, for example. So we've, uh, we've actually talked for quite a while, even though you mm-hmm. didn't think uh, you were going to be able to do it. In fact, we've talked longer than Sean and I did. Oh, wow. So you Look at me. You I'm a talker. You're better. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm better than Sean. Let's put that on the record. Uh, so before we go, though, any, any parting words, any things that you think that are just like, if you could tell the cheer world one thing that you, and, and it could be a reiteration of something you've already said, but if there was any one thing. Uh, any one piece of advice to an aspiring coach who wants to be where you are doing the kind of things that you do? I mean, uh, I got lucky. I really did get lucky um, being able to do as much as I get to do. I am really blessed. Um, I would say trust the process. Um, being a part of a fairly new D2 gym. Mm-hmm. And being a part of a very well-known, long-running, big gym, um, I get to see both sides and both struggles of each gym because each gym has their own struggles. Um, I would say trust whatever process or just keep pushing in whatever direction you're trying to go forth. You know, I, I know it gets hard. I know you and I talked about um, that, like, slump you go through mm-hmm. with, like, a small gym. And I've seen the struggles of the big gyms. Um, and I feel like whatever path you're on, just put your head down and keep going, keep grinding, you know, and that's, that's been my motto. And I am a terrified human of everything. And I just talk myself through and force myself to do these things and to keep pushing. And I don't know, keep going, trust the process. And she is a terrified person of everything. I am, of everything. <laughs> she was completely terrified to even come and I don't sit know down when that started happening because I was not like that when I was little, but I am now. And it's, it is odd for those people who don't know you because you're good at everything, but you're scared no, I'm of it. not. I've, I've yet to find something you're not good <laughs> I'm at. I'm not good. What am, I don't know. I don't know. Now, I, I haven't like put a guitar in front of you. Maybe you wouldn't be able to play a guitar. I could totally. No, I can't. I'm <laughs> definitely not good at singing. So that's one. Yeah, well, we terrible. can hear your voice. It's yeah, it's so manly. I'm really not good at like girly things either. So there's that. Except I was terrible at ballet, actually. Okay. Terrible. Okay. I did it for an hour. Awful. Well, 
anything you only do for an hour, you're awful at. Yeah, but it was really bad. I gave up. Don't give up, people, but I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> My motto is don't give up, but yeah, I had to get out of there. So, yeah. Well, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. This is... Absolutely. Uh, this was fun. It was fun. See? So I take back my... Um, okay. <laughs> your, your terror. Yeah. I apologize for being a pain. No, it's all right. Um, well, thank <laughs> you. And uh, we will see you again. We'll Yay. have another interview. Hopefully, I'll get to sit down with Jordan again sometime in the near future because I already thought of 100 more questions oh, no. I okay. want to ask you. I'm ready. Well, now I know I can do this, so we're good. Thanks for listening. If you'd like more information about Dream Camps or any of our guests, contact us at info at OregonDreamCamps.com. 